Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here in this space time with us. Today is a very special episode because I have one of my close friends and an artist that I really enjoy and who inspires me, Miss Austeria slash Allison. Hello. <laughs> is this your first podcast? Yeah, it is. I am so honored. <laughs> so I met Allison through Gabrielle slash Zingara probably about like I don't know maybe a year ago I have no idea honestly yeah I feel like the first time we officially met was at Red Rocks oh true yeah so it was like pretty recent but I knew kind of of her for a long time you know they were making that EP like the Sisters of Fate EP like how, how long did you guys make it like over a year ago over right? a year yeah <laughs> it took forever yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of the first time I heard about you and just like, I don't know, seeing like the friendship you guys had and how your birth charts were so similar. Um, and then, you know, seeing you at Red Rocks. I haven't seen your full set yet. Yeah, but you will. But I will. And I am <laughs> counting down the days. Um, so let's begin with kind of your journey on your project. Like, when did you kind of start thinking maybe you wanted to um, be a DJ and be a music artist? So... I started as a rave baby. I've been going to like rave since high school. That would be around like 2012 maybe. And so I honestly never even considered becoming a DJ or making music or anything like that until towards the end of college when I first heard of Rez mm -hmm. and I read this article that she put out and she was like, yeah, I just locked myself in my parents' basement and just kind of taught myself everything. And I said, hold up, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to try it out. Um, and that was in like 2018. So mm -hmm. the rest is history. <laughs> so did you start with producing or mixing? Producing, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, from my like perspective, I didn't really realize that you could just do the DJ route. So I was mm. like, oh, I have to make music so that I yeah. can have a reason for people to book me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think if you're producing music, it definitely gives more credibility. Yeah, I think of it kind of the same as like a band that's touring. Like, would you book a band? I mean, I guess you could book a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> you for tours and stuff, you want them to have their own catalog of music. Yeah. So this was at the end of your college years, you say? Yeah. What did you think that you kind of wanted to do before you knew you were going to be a music artist? I wanted to go to law school. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I majored in criminology with like a legal studies focus. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my track. Um, but it was really, I live in the DC area and that's super mm -hmm. competitive. So outside of yeah, college, facts. like it was really hard to get a job at a law firm. And so, I mean, it's tough out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you going into the law field in DC, like I definitely would fucking rip you apart. Those people go crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> the system just like yeah, everything true. I learned in school, like it just didn't really sit mm -hmm. right with me. So I didn't know Facts. which way I would go. Mm -hmm. And then um, music just came along and that gave mm. me a different route, a different path. And like, I could always go back to the legal route if I wanted to. Yeah. To but yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. Like, do you think you ever might use that or like go into that field? 
like um, later in never life say never That's yeah true motto is i'm like if i want to go back to school i would probably go more towards like public policy than law mm. per se but yeah just because of how the court systems are yeah and that's something I really admire about you as a person is that you have a very strong heart for justice and you know like making things right is that why you originally kind of wanted to go into law to kind of fix kind yeah. of yeah I mean I'm also a true crime junkie so like that's yeah just very interesting <laughs> to me like why people commit crimes which mm. criminology that's like what it means is the science of why people are committing crimes and so it's like very psychology based but also very sociology based and so that just fascinated me and mm. I see a lot of like injustice in the world and I wanted a way to kind of make my own mark and make mm. it better yeah me. yeah for sure and so the science or like the psychology behind crimes that's kind of like dark you know I know everyone really um like a lot of people like the true crime podcast like I definitely love watching the shows but with that darkness um I'm definitely someone who really appreciates the darkness and my own spiritual practice etc but I think that darkness kind of transfers over you know you definitely see that in your music and your brand too mm -hmm. so yeah, one thing that um you said to me one time I was like we were talking and I was like oh that's so austeria and then you were like oh I like that you said that because I feel like Alice and Osteria are kind of like one and the same. So how did you kind of start forming um, who you wanted to be as a music artist after you started kind of making it? Um, well, I kind of wanted to be as organic as possible. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want, when people see Osteria, I didn't want people to see someone who wasn't me. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to be authentically me. I wanted to be on par with how I think, how I feel, what kind mm -hmm. of sounds I like, the kind of aesthetic that I like or else it would just feel ingenuine mm. and yeah they always say like branding is very important so when I was brainstorming I was just like well I guess I'll just kind of take pieces of myself and pieces of artists that I admire mm -hmm. like Avril Lavigne and Lil Peep, Bring Me the Horizon mm -hmm. like their aesthetics and everything because that's what I'm attracted to as a, a viewer mm -hmm. And so I wanted to incorporate some of that. And that's still me because it's still my taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that we bond over, I think, is kind of how we're um, a little bit on the sad girl side. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, we were just talking. I was texting her like last night or the other night. And I was talking about how we both kind of went through. Um, we both started going to festivals through Warp Tour and, you know, having that kind of I don't know did you have tumblr when you were in middle school of course i did yeah <laughs> like the tumblr sad girl kind of that whole vibe that yeah. whole like kind of experience yeah we so all what was tumblr trauma trauma yeah literally <laughs> um what was kind of like your experience with um first getting into music festivals and like listening to like bands like bring me the horizon mine was um, sleeping with sirens <laughs> sleeping with, oh, yeah I honestly didn't get into Sleeping With Sirens until like later in life, like more recently. Mm -hmm. They're more like poppy too. Yeah, like my love was All Time Low. Like I loved Ooh. All Time Low, Boys Like Girls, very pop punk. Mm -hmm. But then I also liked like Bring Me The Horizon, Scaring Kids, Scaring Kids. Mm -hmm. um, and like just, I don't know, like A Day To Remember and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, would go to, I would go to concerts with my parents. Aww. <laughs> They were, my first ever festival was actually Bamboozle in New Jersey. And I went with mm. me, my best friend, Zoe, and both of our dads. 
and we were oh, like that- in seventh grade I think <laughs> and that was just so much fun and then that's just, yeah just constantly going to those concerts and then eventually it evolved to like electronic music concert concerts mm-hmm. I kind of fell off of the alternative route but then in the past two years I've just come back to it mm. What do you think kind of like is this? So have you something that we've talked about? Like I've definitely had my fair share of depression growing up. How kind of have your experiences with your own mental health kind of motivated you to want to create something like kind of in the austeria, like darkness realm? How does that kind of like relate to your own experience? Well, I honestly like didn't really have an outlet of creation for a very long time, like a creative outlet. So I feel like that was part of the thing, one of the aspects of the more office nine to five job that I couldn't mm-hmm. connect with was because I do suffer with, dep- like I struggle with depression mm-hmm. and finding like this outlet where I can stimulate the creative part of my brain and while writing music helps a lot because then it makes me feel productive. It makes mm-hmm. me feel good and like proud of myself because I can listen back and be like, wow, I did that. Mm. <laughs> so there's that. I think it definitely helps other people too, you know, who are like, um, like just expressing that darkness and the part of us that kind of like is linked to that depression, you know, getting it out and hearing those frequencies that really hit that part of the soul just makes you feel seen, you know? Yeah, exactly. And when I was growing up, that's what like bands did for me. Like mm. going to live events was my happy place. Mm-hmm. my parents always understood that that's why they were always like going with me because I was like this is where I'm happiest I can just mm-hmm. forget about the world and just listen to this music and that's kind of something that I want to provide for people as well now yeah so have fun and just kind of forget about all the bullshit for a little bit yeah I definitely feel that way about festivals so the past summer you've played um, a couple shows and festivals. Have you, uh, there are some that really like stand out among the others, like were your favorite? I loved Elements Music Festival. Mm. The vibe there was amazing. It was not overcrowded. It was, everyone was super genuine and the stage designs were cool. The mm-hmm. sound was good. The crew was nice. Like it was just great all around any shows or any places that you visited for the first time that kind of was on your list this past summer? Moonrise. Well, I've been attending Moonrise since the very first year that it ever started. Uh huh. So performing at Moonrise was a very big full circle moment for me. And mm. that was just crazy, crazy experience. <laughs> and your family was there too and like able to see you in that moment? Yeah, my parents came. It's great. That's awesome. That's really full circle. It being mm-hmm. like a whole music festival. Yeah, absolutely wild, honestly. <laughs> so when do you think, so you started making music, what year was it? 2018. Okay. So when did you like, when do you think you started kind of seeing like the fruits of your labor, if you will, like you started being like, wait a minute, like this is actually, you know, you started believing in yourself and seeing mm-hmm. the traction I feel like 2020, like kind of when the pandemic hit and things shifted to more online. And so Mm. they had like the online live streams and all of that. And it was also like I had two years to learn a lot more. And so Mm -hmm. my production was getting better and I had access to viewers through these live streams. And I think that helped me a lot 
Mm. And the fact that like, I didn't stop, I just kept going, Mm -hmm. no matter what the situation was, I just kept working. And I think that's where things started to like really turn around. Yeah. So what do you think were some of the um, like internal and also external struggles as you began to kind of like follow these dreams? The learning curve. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When you're first looking at Ableton, that thing is a nightmare. (laughs) I didn't know anything. Like I had nobody to really sit down and teach me. Mm -hmm. Same with DJing. And so I was learning everything through YouTube and Reddit and just like Googling specific problems that I was having and finding Mm -hmm. someone who had already answered it and just going through that. But the learning curve was so crazy. It took Mm -hmm. like two years to finally get like around 2020 is around the same time where I was like starting to get more comfortable in Ableton and being like, okay, this is what I wanted to sound like. And I know Mm -hmm. how to get there. Mm. as before it was like this is kind of what I want it to sound like but now I have to google every single step on the way there (laughs) so you're really like all self-taught yeah wow that's really impressive so it was just basically like your own resources like the internet yeah (laughs) me and myself and my computer (laughs) I feel like I don't know much about law school but I can imagine that like it is pretty demanding so perhaps like your work ethic transferred over because that's really impressive yeah that's what I think I'm like I still have the same brain as the person who wanted to do all of that so I just yeah took my work ethic from like I was working at an office Mm -hmm. like everything that I was doing there I was like okay I just need to put all of the same energy into my own project and Mm. get it done (laughs) yeah so for like two years were you just focused on the music or were you kind of like going in and out of trying to produce I would say well because I was working from Mm. when I start that job I was only at the job for like a year and a half this was my first like Mm post-grad job big girl job (laughs) yeah and uh so during that period, it was kind of in and out. I think I quit March of 2019 so that I could have my entire days like revolve around music. So I, mm. it was really hard because of the learning curve. It was really hard to like learn everything that I wanted to learn mm-hmm. when I didn't get home until 7.30 p.m. and I was exhausted. Oh my gosh, I, I could never, after like one hour of work, I'm like, okay, let me just, it's like that TikTok, it's like today drained me exactly <laughs> like like I do get drained very easily so it's mm. like I needed all that time and luckily I have a very supportive system around me that understood mm. that this is something I wanted to go after mm-hmm. and if I I would be so upset if I didn't even try so mm-hmm. I'm happy I did that so that I could have all of the time of my like in my day to learn yeah work so does, is that what your days kind of look like now? You just wake up and it's just music all day? I mean, in a perfect world, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I struggle a lot with my ADHD, so mm, not felt. every day looks the same at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there will be periods where I'm really in a flow state and I can pump mm-hmm. out maybe like three new ideas Yeah. a few days, and then there'll be two weeks where nothing is clicking yeah it's a process (laughs) the ADHD is definitely very hard too especially because like you want to do the work so bad and you want to like be this machine that you know you can but like something in you just like 
is like nah (laughs) exactly it's so hard and people kind of think it's just like this like quirky yeah Ah, distracting (laughs) like no I literally can't get out of bed (laughs) like yeah yeah (laughs) what have been like some helpful things um in like kind of dealing with your own kind of like doubt with um your things and your own kind of like mental barriers like what is some things that make you feel better or like lessen your anxiety honestly the people around me Mm. they are always hyping me up you're always hyping me up Connor's (laughs) always hyping me up my parents like Mm. I didn't have that support system around me I would be doubting myself a lot more Mm. and it helps to be able to look back at my accomplishments so far and be like, hey, it's okay that I'm having a hard day right now. Like, look what mm. I've already done. Facts. So just have to be mindful of like reminding yourself of what you have done. Yeah. Because it can be very hard, especially in such a lucrative environment where they mm-hmm. they could love you one day and not the next. Yeah. Yeah. Like with artists, it's kind of like a shot in the dark. Like sometimes it seems like you'll be doing very well. And then sometimes it's just like nothing, you know, but I feel like that almost mirrors like some sort of like, like spiritual essence, you know, because like Mm -hmm. with spirit, it's not always predictable. You know, you kind of just have to trust uh, the process basically. And that's a really good point. That's something that came to me recently too, because I kind of get, you know, hard on myself, but I almost don't look at everything that I have done. It's always what I haven't Mm-hmm. And that's always something to look forward to, the things that you haven't done, mm-hmm. because you have your whole life ahead of you. You There's so much time in this world. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, life can also be limited and can be yeah. in a second, but you also have your whole life to figure things mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So one of my favorite, I, I have to say this is my favorite song, is actually The Garden. Um, I love the garden. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it was was it like one of the first songs you put on Spotify? No, it actually wasn't. But it's really? definitely the first one that I finally was starting to gain like traction with. Oh, People cool! Really started to to like that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. When was that um, released? When was that? I think that was twenty twenty one, maybe March. Mm-hmm. Like right before Redbox. Oh, you released it right before Red Rocks? I think so. I think it was like a month before. Okay, that would make sense. Because I remember like um, going to your Spotify, like when I first kind of like heard about you, um, you know, just as Allison. And then like right before Red Rocks, I went again and I was like, wait a minute, I haven't heard this song yet. And I like mm-hmm. fucking, you know, you know, when you like find a song you like and you just play it a million times. Yeah. <laughs> scratch, like scratch that is. That's definitely an ADHD thing I too. I was just about to say that that is definitely an ADD thing. <laughs> Like, I will not give that song a break. Like, if I like a song, it will, it will work for me. <laughs> like, it will, it will just go, go, go. If it stops, I get pissed. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But that was when I discovered that song. How long did it take for you to kind of like, um, like from start to finish, make that song or kind of any song, really? That song in particular was a lot faster than others because mm. I really just, I found the vocals and I was mm-hmm. like, I want these to be like the central part of the song. Mm-hmm. I want them to stand out. And so the intro and the breakdown, they're very minimal and fo- mm-hmm. focused on the vocals. And then just like kind of dark and heavy for mm. the, the drops. And they just kind of like flowed out of me. That was one mm. of the days where things were just clicking. And so, <laughs> and then the 
like final finalizing the project takes a bit longer because I'm mm -hmm. picky and I'm constantly like exporting, checking on three different speakers and then going <laughs> back in, making another little tweak, messing it up, making it worse than it was before, and then going back and fixing <laughs> it. Like process you... is very chaotic. <laughs> Do you have other um like producers or friends that you would bounce like music off of and be like hey like you know does this sound good because they have the expertise because I mean you can send it to like someone like I don't know Connor or me and we could be like this is the best thing I've ever heard you know <laughs> yeah. but we're not music producers <laughs> yeah I honestly just send stuff to like Gabrielle's and Cara mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just like does this sound okay <laughs> so it really is like a really independent Thing that you're doing you know like really doing it all by yourself that's super impressive yeah I mean that part I need to work on like I need to be branching out and kind of bouncing it mm -hmm. off more people's ears but I also like I want it to sound how I picture it mm. like, if I'm sending it to someone for feedback like I'm asking for very specific technical feedback because like yeah I yeah I really want your opinion on what the song yeah is like because yeah that's my own decision mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I definitely admire about you is that you're very um, particular about staying true to yourself, your person and your sound. Has there ever been kind of like a time where you um, made that a priority? Or was that always just something that you have uh, like exuded? I think that that's just part of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. The whole self independence, like, yeah, that whole thing, I think it's just part, part of the stars that they gave. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm like, speaking of the stars, <laughs> so um, I remember when I first like went down to Maryland and then um, I brought like this goddess book and then um, Gabrielle was talking, this was like a year or two ago and I'm talking about the Sisters of Fate EP and that EP like just blew me away. Of course, the music and the art, you know, like just is so emotional. Like I remember the first time when you guys sent it to me, I was like on my rooftop, literally crying at sunrise because <laughs> I'm dramatic. Um, but it also, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> but um, it also like, it seems like the universe kind of like worked in mysterious ways with that EP. Like for example, what is the weird coincidence? Like there's like this planetary alignment. Um, oh, yeah, that kind I don't of know the name of it, but it only happens like every, like what, 18 years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then yeah. the month that we were releasing was when that happens. I'm like, what are the odds? And then not even just that, but they reference that alignment in Hercules in the part of like Hercules that we sampled for Atropos like we didn't even notice <laughs> yeah chills literally <laughs> chills all over so crazy is there like any kind of um ways that you kind of connected to like the spirit realm through making that EP um I personally wouldn't know that's more of like Gabrielle's strong suit <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the ones who like are kind of teaching me all of that kind of stuff so, I mean, we had our little crystals around us and we, mm -hmm. what we would do, like from my perspective, I was like, we would read their stories and kind of try to understand these fates as mm -hmm. entities and like what they stood for and kind mm -hmm. of taking their story and interpret it, interpreting it through mm -hmm. music and everything. How did you guys um decide on the uh, different goddesses? Because I remember first you guys just wanted to do like an EP on goddesses, right? Yeah. And so how did you decide that those were the specific ones that you wanted to choose? Well, we had the, like a bunch of, I have my notebook and it, like I have a few pages where it's like all of the goddesses that 
I was like interested in and like their mm-hmm. stories and everything. And honestly, one of the things that made us go with the fates was like, I don't know, like, would Artemis be happy if we make a song about her, like a dubstep song about her? Like, I'm not sure. We don't want to piss her off. So, yeah. so we were like, and then along with the fates being three fates, they have like a very cool story that's already intact. Three fates, three songs. Like it's mm, true. Know, the story was already there. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like it was like, like it. That just, yeah, exactly. We just kind of like resonated with it and we're like, that's the one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I maybe, you know, you talk about how spirit, you know, is in a, your communion with spirit is not your strongest soup. But something that you did tell me while working with the CP is that you love, is it, I like don't even know the word, is it mythology? Mm-hmm. I love yeah, Greek I, mythology. Well, I love all mythology, but. Mm hmm. I feel like growing up, I learned the most about Greek mythology, Greek and Roman, because mm-hmm. um, I took Latin. Ooh. <laughs> and so I learned sl- a lot about that. And I just love that. I don't know what it is about it, but I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel that way about like Celtic uh, folklore. But are you like Greek or Roman? No. <laughs> you, just, yeah, you just love it? I definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved it. I was like, I love this. I want to go to Athens. I want to see the temples. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we definitely will. You guys will have to play a show in Greece so we can go. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Look at so Santorini. <laughs> like literally, though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, what are some upcoming like shows and events that you are really looking forward to? Well, I start my tour with Level Up in October, and I'm hey. so excited for that. <laughs> That's and a huge fucking thing. Going yeah. on tour with Level Up. Is this your first tour? No, I was on tour with Peekaboo last Oh, that's year. right. Yeah. Yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Peekaboo's lit. I only know that one fucking song, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm obsessed with, like, everything he puts out. <laughs> Probably really? annoy him because I'm constantly like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yep, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's a really cool dude. So the tour was like, I was so nervous for it. Mm. But everyone on that tour was super genuine, very down to earth. Oh, so it was, I was comfortable. And it was yeah. a great first tour experience. But I am so excited to go on tour with Level Up. That's going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait a second. And a client just got another call. Um, yeah, Level Up is literally goaded. And she's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a few shows with Subtronics. Oh, yeah. At a stadium, like the Kia. Oh, my Ferrari. gosh. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy. When is that? Uh, January 28th. Oh, my gosh. Kind of coming up. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> wow, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Is Connor going with you? Yeah, he got so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what was emotional support? Yeah, he he wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Um. So what was when you first went on tour? What was kind of like quote unquote tour life like? You know, and what how was it differing than your ex- expectations of it? Um. Hmm. I feel like it's very. It's. From the outsider's perspective, it looks very glamorous and fun Mm -hmm. partying, Mm -hmm. but it's really a workplace. I mean, it is Mm. fun, but I don't know. It's really like you don't really get to see the city unless you go 
the mm. day before. So you're really just kind of flying in. I just, I'm an introvert. So I kind of stay in my hotel room, get some food, get some rest, and then make my way to the venue. And then I was first, so I got to get it out of the way. <laughs> and then, but I don't know, my expectations versus reality, I feel like They were pretty, it was pretty much what I expected, but way more fun. <laughs> Very gratifying. So you kind of would get there and then just chill until your tour. Yeah, that's something that like, I, I can imagine. I'm like, if I was on tour, then I would like to go see all like the cities. But then like, I don't know, just seeing Gabrielle on tour. I'm like, maybe it's because you guys are like, real. you are working, you know, like it's kind of yeah, almost yeah. like it seems stressful. <laughs> It, it is you have to manage the stress um mm -hmm. which the way i do that is that i know myself like i know that i really can't handle like going out to see the city in the mm. like in that the same day that i'm performing because that's yeah. just a lot for me mentally mm. even though i would love to like i love mm -hmm. to explore it's just yeah i have anxiety and yeah that, so i try to manage it by just staying focused on what i have to do mm -hmm. and, not overstress myself not overbook yeah yeah even like sometimes I look at like um you know you guys and I feel like if I had to do like something related to work on the same day that I was flying then that would stress me out you know so then like all the different additives like it definitely seems like a lot but um you mentioned anxiety and something um Gabrielle was on the call before and you something you guys share is that you guys are both Virgos <laughs> yeah so something that I attribute to Virgos is like they almost have a tendency to like um, get stressed or have anxiety. Mm -hmm. So how do you, what are some different ways that you kind of manage that um, in your personal life, like, you know, on your day to day, but then when you're going out and doing your um, like business things? Yeah, I am working on figuring that out. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. Yeah. But right now, like, I think what helps me is I don't know with day-to-day -day life I get anxious like when shows are starting to come up so I put all my energy mm -hmm. into prepping mm -hmm. and then making sure everything's good in terms of travel like hotels and everything mm -hmm. that's part really stresses me out and mm -hmm. then listening to music listening I think part of the reason why I kind of went back to like my emo phase in mm -hmm. terms of music is because it helps me so much with my anxiety it's like my comfort mm -hmm. place is with these alternative emo bands <laughs> like pierce the veil and stuff yeah <laughs> i listen to that sometimes just being with like my friends helps a lot mm -hmm. um and then on tour just focusing on like what's right in front of me like what i have to do at that moment going over my set before like if I'm nervous in the hotel room before I head over to the venue just kind of going through the parts that I might be a little bit more nervous about it just kind of brings me back and be like yeah I can still do this it's okay mm -hmm. <laughs> and something that uh, Jeannie told me when I first started was that because when my first show was coming up she booked me for my first ever show in New York and oh really Jeannie yeah. the music artist yeah it was actually me Jeannie level up and uh these girls gypsy and, oh yeah. lovely <laughs> and so I was telling her that I was really nervous and she was like one thing to keep in mind is that you're not going to forget how to DJ when you go up there 
like you got mm. this don't worry about it and I was like you know what you're right because mm -hmm. that kind of where my anxiety stems from is like what if what if I mess up like what if mm -hmm. I get up there and things like like I can't do it but yeah yeah you can you've been practicing you've been doing it mm -hmm. like you can do it like it's fine it's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah and something I always tell like music um, artists is that the crowd not going to know you messed up like maybe some fucking music producers but yeah but you could fucking like breathe into the mic with like an ambient background and then like you know and I would be like okay that's that's that was amazing no no I definitely do have standards but like yeah as, as a person who doesn't produce music like it sounds amazing every time but the g was like I messed up and I'm like where yeah you know, like, what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> and I think like part of the Virgo part of both me and Gabrielle mm -hmm. like we're perfectionists yes like, we put our all into our sets we make sure it's mm -hmm. all like perfect so even if it does is like a teeny mess up like people really don't notice yeah no like, not I at all full on clicked the ax I accidentally clicked the pause button <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. moonrise and it was like for a split second and then I clicked it back and people thought it was just like part of the set yeah yeah were you freaking like, yeah out? yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> I was a little embarrassed and then I was yeah. very aware of my limbs my arms <laughs> for the, mm -hmm. the set because I, no. <laughs> I accidentally hit it and I was like okay gotta relax <laughs> <laughs> was moonrise awesome though yeah, it was. It was super hot. It was like 95 degrees, but the real feel was like 100 something. Damn. And I was in like the blazing sun. So yeah. people who did come out, I appreciate them so much because I probably wouldn't have been out there. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> so when you kind of um started kind of getting into the... um into like the industry and working with other artists were there any um artists that kind of inspired you um I mean Rez mm -hmm. I obviously haven't worked with her but, yeah but yet she inspired yeah yet <laughs> <laughs> um she inspires me a lot and then meeting Gabrielle and having her be in Maryland that has mm. helped a lot we've learned so much from each other yeah that is like literally God's plan I don't care yeah, like that's like you got like what the fates are doing her. but yeah the fates oh my god I just got a crazy chill all over my head yeah they definitely <laughs> wanted us to meet and like work together then we did the EP mm. the EP like just the learning process when we started the EP to when we actually finished it we had written mm. all the songs maybe twice at least mm. because our skills had improved and like yeah collaborating with her like has really just been great learning wise yeah and it's great to like um be able to see kind of like a um, friendship that also like you guys do the same thing you know because you both like are so passionate about what you do and also like individually you both like have your own ways that you like to do things you know that Virgo energy but the fact that you guys can just like produce something and you know like be so close it's really a testament I I feel like you know mm -hmm. to um a lot of music artists, you know, because it can overlap. Because sometimes I know that there is a tendency to, you know, focus all on the work or be like, this is what I want to do for the work or kind of get your, let your stubbornness get in the way. But when you kind of like make something for the greater good, you know, it really shows because you yeah, can you see the like, ego the, aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And I mean, then you make something as magical as the Sisters of Fate and everything else. I mean, you guys make so much stuff together. I know, <laughs> we constantly stuff, just like... hang out and just are like, what do we want to do today? <laughs> <laughs> Let's choose something different. Let's make a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something different. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you guys have a lot of unreleased stuff together, right? Yeah, we've been doing a bunch of flips. We're like, I'm can really we just do like a, a flip EP? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I would love that. Yeah, be fun. Um, but what would you say like is your favorite um thing to do in like kind of the music uh, world? Like you have like um doing flips, you have like making your own songs, you have like doing your sets, mixing. Um, Where do you feel I, most? Okay, so I kind of it's different parts of the brain for me, like producing mm. a song versus creating a set. It like scratches different parts of my mm. brain. So, like, I love to like. <laughs> I love to make remixes and I love to make songs from like scratch, like just making mm. originals and just kind of like seeing what happens. Um, but then I love putting together sets. Like I am the person growing up that I would take the aux and just play music <laughs> like, at every party that I would go to, like going immediately to search for the aux. Finding the room with the speaker, yep. <laughs> take it over. Like, <laughs> Walk in the room, where's the aux? exactly I don't think they appreciated that but you know what yep. I did <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was either that or I was gonna have a bad time and everyone's gonna know about it so. that or I'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> yeah jokes on them now now I can I'm in control of the ox all the time <laughs> but yeah so I, I love putting together sets and like playlists and all that yeah growing up in college did you have people um like that also wanted to do kind of the music thing or were you kind of like just you know like I didn't really I mean a lot of I didn't have like a lot of like creative friends you know like Mm -hmm. I have friends that have creative outlets Mm -hmm. and I didn't know about them (laughs) for Mm -hmm. a little bit like they didn't share those creative Mm -hmm. talents with me like one of my good friends is an amazing like drawer really that's the correct term for that (laughs) but I've been like pushing him I was like you need to get into digital art like Mm -hmm. it's so good but I never really had like all these creative people around me and like Mm -hmm. I don't know becoming friends with Gabrielle she has all these creative people around Mm -hmm. like you're very creative she's very creative like every single one of her friends is Mm -hmm. creative and I'm like having that is really cool but in college I didn't really have that it was all us doing our majors party yeah I went to a party school so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah it was definitely when I decided to do this I think people were surprised like my friends Mm. but they're very supportive now they come to my shows and everything are there ever days where you kind of like even though you're really thick in it are there ever days that are like really hard and you kind of like question of course yeah (laughs) there's always gonna be those days yeah exactly so when those come up like what is your go-to I know that you kind of mentioned that you're still working through and like finding ways to um deal with like you know the mind which is everyone's problem the mind is just like a fucking menace even though he's like you know he's gonna get the thing done Mm -hmm. definitely gives us some problems (laughs) yeah honestly taking days off has been Mm -hmm. really important and Connor always reminds me like hey like you should just take the day off if you're feeling that way. Yeah. So I like, I've recently started to play video games sometimes mm. when I'm feeling like really anxious because it kind of 
you're still yeah. using your brain and mm-hmm. but it's not in the way that writing a song would be mm-hmm. much more like flow just clicking buttons having fun yeah <laughs> so yeah. that has actually helped a lot it's nice that um (laughs) you uh talk about like your support system and having known your boyfriend connor like it's really nice that you guys have a good balance you know because he's more um you know he's he's not in the music industry he's just you know like vibing yeah so it really is is it really you know like nice to be able to have someone just kind of like who's like a safe space you know and like doesn't really maybe know much about music but just kind of gives you that balance of encouraging you to take a break yeah absolutely and he keeps me grounded so Mm. like I feel like if I was only surrounded by people in the industry I would I don't know it's Mm -hmm. good to have people outside of the industry to keep you like in yeah yeah (laughs) yeah why would so what are some like parts of like the industry that um maybe uh, cause like a little bit of stress or anxiety something so of course I'm not in any industry for me um not very good because I don't like doing things (laughs) but (laughs) but something that I've noticed is like a difficulty is sometimes like when you guys go to the shows I've noticed that the people who are supposed to be taking care of you like don't really take care of you or for sometimes don't even like respect you you know some maybe because you're a woman too has that ever like played a part in your journey? Um, uh, I don't want to like talk. Yeah, about yeah, no, it, I, but... I definitely get that. Yeah, but, but I mean, and I mean, in general, being a woman in any industry at all, you know, it's going yeah. to come with some hurdles because that's the. And country I think they're the that. same exact hurdles in every single industry. Mm, it's like, facts. like even, I mean, I've had some experiences where I felt like I wasn't being taken care of, but. I think the situation was a little bit different than what I was perceiving at that mm. time. Like, I definitely someone feel that. wasn't doing their job, but I wasn't sure who it was. Mm-hmm. And so there was that whole aspect, but that won't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, just like sometimes when you're in a green room, like people don't, they'll look at you, they'll just kind of think you're in there, like hanging out. And then mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, you're Austeria. And their whole demeanor changes mm. the way that they talk to me changes and I'm like mm-hmm. I wish that you would have had that same respect in the, from the very beginning mm-hmm. when you introduced yourself to me yeah but, I mean it's something that I've kind of gotten used to unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah that that is something you know and it's going to uh, continue to be kind of like a repeating thing as you kind of gain traction mm-hmm. and continue to glow up but yeah that's something that always didn't really sit right with me like people will treat you differently depending on kind of like your social status or like what you have done or something like that. Or like if you, you know, I I always brag. No, I don't always brag, but this is a flex of mine that I've, um, the only time that I have, (laughs) the only time that I have flexed that um, I was, that I did Astra is when I needed a um, bump of K from Wook. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is it worked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're but, like oh like, shit okay no like, literally have so, to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and I think maybe like I think um like an ADHD almost like a spectrum thing that I do is like don't really have a regard for like a social hierarchy you know mm-hmm. like I personally think it's like very stupid but it, it kind of does come with like kind of every industry and just like the country as a whole 
yeah people are very status oriented and that's just yeah they are but i that's not how i roll that's not how mm. like my close circle rolls mm-hmm. and if that's how one person thinks they probably will never make it into my inner circle so yeah yeah and I think also like the forces of whatever that is, you know, the universe, it really does reward being genuine, you know, having a good heart, having pure intentions. And I think that that is really prevalent in your work too, you know, like you're very true to yourself, you're very true to your sound, you put in a lot of work, you know, you do it all yourself. And I think that is rewarded, you know, like now you're going on tour with level up, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that like, she's someone who's also very genuine and mm. I love seeing her whenever I see her I mean we never really like hang out I just mm-hmm. say hi and then we go our own ways because I think we're both kind of anxious people yeah I don't want to bother <laughs> but I'm excited to spend more time with her <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so excited to see you guys in Boston I'm literally counting yes. down the days um are there any cities that you're really really excited to go see I'm excited for Boston. Yes. <laughs> I've and- been wanting to go to Boston for like so long. Not even before I even was a touring DJ. Like I just really have always wanted to go to Boston. Oh my gosh. And just never had the opportunity. So now Yay. I'm, go. I'm excited to go to Salem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be super fun. And I'm yeah, excited I- for Las Vegas. Ooh, have you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there uh, for my aunt's wedding, but. I'm this is your first time playing it yeah that's gonna be lit yeah it's gonna be so much fun <laughs> <laughs> and of course LA that's awesome <laughs> yeah have you ever been to LA yeah I've been like visiting I mm-hmm. haven't performed there or anything in I a like stadium was... bro I know I'm terrified <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fucking lit yeah it's gonna be so a much fun stadium oh my gosh that's going to be crazy yeah, I feel very thankful that uh, Subtronics and his team, they've yeah. like, noticed me. I've been on a few shows mm. with him. Like, I just did New York with him this past weekend in D.C. at Echo Stage with him mm-hmm. two weekends ago. And they've been a great, like, team to kind of work with. I've yeah. Really them. We love them. Our, our king and queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, presidents. Like, literally. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. And then Echo stayed, bruh, literally killed me that I wasn't there. But like, I don't know, just seeing videos as soon as um, I think Aaron posted a video on his story first and then Gabrielle texted me a video. But like, I'm like, all right, great. I'm tearing up right now. But it was just like, as soon as I started seeing it, I was like, holy shit. Well, first of all, because I've never seen you perform, but also it was just like, damn, you like really like Gabrielle texted me in all caps. She's like, bro, Allison is dude that show was crazy like the crowd reactions were insane I felt so like in tune with them and like it was just so much fun like that was crazy (laughs) yeah it was giving so much energy I really feel like you know that's going to kind of be like how the tour is and I I really like how I feel like level up sound and your sound really you know go well together and I like how you're both females too Mm -hmm. I know Ahi's gonna be in Boston I really like Ahi's um sound Mm-hmm. um so that's gonna be fun but I love how like um he's both women I'm very much with the girls so that's yeah. just one girl's about girl me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not a girl's girl I don't want it I don't want yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah no please <laughs> so in your music um what else has inspired you like what has made you want to create or has given you ideas or feelings that kind of has led you to be like wait I really need to get an Ableton right now um 
let me think so i get inspired by like when i go to when i go to dubstep shows mm. and like when i say dubstep i mean like all of the realms of dubstep like yeah i, I love the heavy shit mm-hmm. and i also love the deep dubstep like mm. darker like just wubbier yeah and i like the experimental stuff too but like when i go to a show or when i perform at a show i just feel way more inspired than if i'd been sitting at home for a month mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but hearing other people's productions like right now i think sully is like a huge inspiration right now like mm-hmm. i think his the stuff that he's putting out is very very good and it mm-hmm. makes me want to like open ableton and start writing mm. <laughs> never heard of sully well yeah i'll check him out gotta go check him out he's sick he was he was on the peekaboo tour too oh really we only had one stop together in grand rapids and that was the first time i I had ever seen him or like really heard his music and i was just vibing the whole entire set i was like this guy i fuck with him (laughs) yeah i I almost think that like you know when you're on tour with someone like i'm like it's god's plan no (laughs) no (laughs) But I do take note. I'm like, okay, that is like a line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do think, I believe in like, I don't believe in much, but I kind of believe yeah. in Something. somewhat of fate. Like, yeah, things are yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah, I mean, some things like, I don't know, just some of the things we experience, even like just within our friends, you know, and just like with you guys as projects and the things that happen and what we create, like, it's almost like I just got to chill, but like, it's just like, I don't know unexplainable sometimes like even Mm -hmm. like like when things happen and we're just like wait a minute did that even happen yeah exactly (laughs) and also things in real life like I mean you guys played Red Rocks did that even happen no it was actually (laughs) fake (laughs) oh my gosh it doesn't feel real still like when I think back on it even when we were on the stage like the feeling was insane like oh my gosh like, like just crazy it's almost like you could feel like the magic in the air <laughs> yeah, that's for sure oh my gosh I would love to go back <laughs> me too we'll go back there one day yeah for sure oh my gosh I love that place um right I'm trying to Red think it was a huge like bucket list venue for me right and it's like happened really early in the career really so, early like, like that was like you know a 10-year plan <laughs> like literally and so that's that's another reason I'm like Subtronics I will kiss your feet for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I don't know what we're doing right but I guess right I think it's like I don't know cosmic soul fam or something but also like just being able to like give you guys like the confidence you know like you guys like start like and I'm getting chills too like being like you guys already played red rock so now it's kind of like light work you know Mm -hmm. and it is like something we talk about like it is for what you're giving to the collective you know like of course like you guys and you're following your dreams and everything and it's just like the best thing ever but also like you're feeding the children you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah like music feeds the soul so it really does like I I truly don't know where I'd be without music like that goes for a lot of people Mm -hmm. so it is like um it's for like this greater good and I think that that's where kind of like the fate comes into play because it's not about like my path and it's not about like the cat like down the road's path it's like where they intertwine to like give something greater to the collective Mm -hmm. and it's not like we're in it for like fame yeah 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 on the stage you know Mm -hmm. that's just part of the the whole thing yeah yeah do you find that sometimes well you have a leo moon so i would imagine that like (laughs) 
a little bit more comfortable with like all the eyes but are there some like difficulties about you know like the rising fame or like other people watching you whether it be on the internet or on stage I get nervous that people won't like me (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's like something that I struggle with but um something that I one of my affirmations that I try to tell myself is that I'm charismatic Mm -hmm. people like yeah yeah like yeah he's so worried about all that because I mean it can be a lot but you know I do like the attention (laughs) yeah but I mean everyone loves attention (laughs) yeah everyone does well not everyone but (laughs) yeah when I was like growing up like my sisters I have two older sisters Mm-hmm. and they did like the musicals and the plays and mm-hmm. my sister my oldest sister she would sing the national anthem at all the football games like all that okay. stuff and that was never really my vibe like I was like no yeah. I was very shy growing up like uh-huh. it's honestly kind of interesting that this is the path that I went down because I yeah. never liked to be in the spotlight before mm-hmm. and so it's something that I'm getting used to and yeah. it's something that like I guess somewhere deep down I always wanted but I never really Mm. realized it or recognized it yeah I always think that like the things that we want like deep down it's just because it's almost like you know fate or like a plan you know because if you you wouldn't like want to you know play Red Rock so badly if you weren't going to play Red Rock so badly that's what I think you know like you have those urges for a reason Mm -hmm. yeah Red Rocks is just like a super special place Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like, bro, I, I'm like low key traumatized because of like the spiritual fucking revelations I had there. Like, I hope I made them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't know, just the people dancing in the beginning, like the rocks. I was like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. And it's just the energy there is just so great. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it literally like it. feels like a spaceship almost yeah the way it's set up and stuff yeah yeah um but you know you saying that you're worried about people don't like you I definitely resonate with that I feel like everyone feels that way but I do have to say that I really like you a lot and I don't really (laughs) like a lot of people (laughs) oh yay (laughs) and I think one thing I really this is what I value most in people is when people are authentic and you can just like that's an energy that you kind of feel you know like you can tell if someone is true if they're like kind of serving themselves and you really do you know like we talk about like how it's in your music and your persona but you definitely are very genuine and authentic and that's that's what I always say about people like you could spit in my face and call me a bitch as long as you're being authentic you know (laughs) as long as you mean it (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) I'm like look at me in the eyes and tell me you promise (laughs) (laughs) but I would much rather you feel that way (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) Um, but I would much rather deal with like a crazy like authentic person than like someone who is just being shady or snaky like that's the stuff that I just like I'm like I can't you know I don't fuck with snakes no no I, I can't it's just like makes you feel weird and confused as me but I mean fake friends like I don't do that like yeah yeah you can feel it too you can feel it like within the first few conversations bro literally like this person doesn't actually want to be my friend so like I yeah or I I don't know I I definitely peep things but like I'm still learning to trust my own intuition yeah you know exactly and then like I look back in situations and I'm not so mad I'm not like so much mad at them but I'm like scarred by myself because I knew you know and then I didn't let myself you know but even then like you can't really take it like that like yeah like you don't have control over what they're going to do you can yeah kind of protect yourself and just be like yeah "Yeah, well this person you know I like to say that they're like a little yellow flag like 
Yeah. Don't like put your all into the relationship. Yeah. And um, learning boundaries is a big thing for me too. Like, you know, I can like love someone, but I can still like put up my boundaries until I get to know them better and not give, you know, so much. Yeah. That's something that I've had to learn too. It's like, I want to make be friends with people, you know, mm-hmm. but not everyone wants to be friends with you and not everyone has your best interest mm-hmm. in, in mind. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to learn how to have those boundaries, even with your closest like loved ones. Mm. Yeah. Boundaries is definitely something that like carries into every aspect of life. And that's something that I'm definitely, you know, learning more and more every day. Yeah. It's so helpful. Yeah. Um, and something- then, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was going to say something with the boundaries, like for me, at least like something that I've had to work on is like when I'm putting up a boundary, like Mm -hmm. I need to know that they're not, if they love me, they're not going to be mad at me for doing that. Yeah. Like they're going to accept that that's a boundary Mm -hmm. that I have. And when I talk it out and kind of move forward from there. Mm hmm. Whereas, yeah like before I'd be like, if I say that they might not want to like talk to me ever again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some person recently um, described boundaries as gifts. Like I gifted them a boundary and it is a gift because that means that like you care about them so much that you want to continue having a relationship with them. Yeah. It's not like you're breaking up with them. It's like, just no, like, like I didn't yeah. like that. Like that's not really. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And I always like feel good when, you know, I have those difficult, like, of course it brings me anxiety and I feel weird because I don't like those conversations, but I always feel better after because it means to me that like, we both cared about this relationship so much that we put that uncomfortableness aside to make it better. Yeah. And it makes like it that shows me cares. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even like conflict when you like, you know, put your ego aside, like you said, and like work on it, like it does bring you closer. Mm-hmm you know, like that chaos, those are the hard parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it like, you know, the hard parts is what you go from and even in relationships. Yeah. Something that um I talked about with Gabrielle too, is that, um you know, you guys have your project and, you know, you kind of put, you have to put all of your energy towards it because it's you know, your main focus, but you also manage to balance that with having your own relationships, you know, and giving into your relationship. So how do you find like that balance? Um, it's hard and it's honestly like a learning process Mm -hmm. in terms of friendships and Mm -hmm. intimate relationships Mm -hmm. and everything. It's like learning how to be kind of say, Hey, like I'm going to be really busy. Mm -hmm. So I won't really be able to hang out like during this Mm -hmm. time and just kind of letting them know beforehand as Mm -hmm. opposed to like just ignoring them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's something I'm working on. (laughs) (laughs) The ADHD again. Yeah, because I'm very, like, out of sight, out of mind, kind of. Mm, like, I yep. will get lost in the sauce of, like, my yeah. work for, like, two weeks, and it will feel like two days. Mm. And so people will be like, I haven't heard from you in, like, two weeks. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, honestly, it didn't feel like that long to me, but that's yeah. something that, you know, is a new territory. So yeah. I'm trying to work on it. And, like, ever since college, like, when after college, me and my friends we all live in different areas mm-hmm. different states and everything and so it's been difficult but now with like tours and stuff I get to be like hey I'm coming to your city let's hang out mm-hmm. and like catch up and all that stuff yeah that's that's a great thing about um you know you guys are so devoted to your work but then you get to go on tour so then we get to hang out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like in yeah. terms of like intimate relationships, I know that mm-hmm. some people have like a really hard time with that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm very lucky. Like 
Mm. Connor is super understanding of my schedule and like the demands mm-hmm. of my job and kind of how I work. And so he is awesome in terms of yeah. He knows if I'm busy, like I'm not going to be able to talk to him all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get mad at me for that. And that's, yeah, Connor's vibing. <laughs> yeah, that just like it just takes like a weight off my back, like just mm-hmm. knowing that he is there and supporting me, and I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about him like feeling like he's not getting mm-hmm. what he wants and wanting to leave. You know, like mm-hmm. he's my partner. So yeah, know, yeah, and, having that commitment. Mm-hmm. It's definitely nice yeah something I um, (laughs) (laughs) something I read like um read a few years ago was that someone called romantics Roman antics and they were like relationships are partnerships and you like work for it and it's a commitment and ever since then I've been thinking a lot differently (laughs) yeah they are partnerships yeah like that should be your partner like you should be helping each other like figuring out life through and all of that like it shouldn't yeah these are my demands. Like I need to see you. Like yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah. No, no, and also like the movie theater stuff. You know, like that is just Roman antics. You know, like the other antics, <laughs> all like the heavy yeah. emotions, like the dramatics. You know. Yeah, like it's not gonna be like a movie. It'll be yeah. It's your yeah. own life story, and I think I have like a very comfortable time mm. with that. I don't know. If this yeah, is yeah. Like, because of my parents, they're very good. Mm. They had like a great relationship. They, my upbringing was full of love. And so mm. I feel like that kind of set an example for me and what mm-hmm. I want in terms of relationships, in terms of yeah. partnership, because they are partners. Yeah. So, yeah. Peace is definitely a must, especially when, you know, you have like such a demanding, um, you know, like mission that you're putting your energy into. Yeah necessary to have yeah like supportive and understanding yeah so is there any music that you are really excited about that you know is coming up Um, I know you can't share all the juice but anything any morsels I'm working on something yeah (laughs) I'm really working really excited about that's all I can say yeah (laughs) I can wait I'm like a substitute teacher (laughs) (laughs) yeah be fun it'll be like and I think it's a little bit far out but Mm -hmm. that gives me time to work on it more (laughs) yeah yeah so um what are like the most recent shows that you have coming up you know that you'd like to share with the people listening the peeps um let me pull up my schedule (laughs) I know if my brain remembers correctly Boston is it's like October 6th or 7th or 8th yeah I think it's the first weekend on tour yeah yeah so October 6th is when I jump on the tour with uh, Level Up. Um, we start in Waukegan, which is, I think, like a suburb of Chicago. Oh, no way. Yeah, I'm super excited. Oh Chicago is like one of my favorite cities. So Bro, Chicago is like the that. epicenter. I'll tell I uh, so I have like, well, we um, have a lot of friends in Chicago and I really would love for you to meet them. So I'll tell yes. them to pull up. I would love oh, to I meet them. A friend of yours is a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. And then in Boston, you know, we're going to have to get the girls going crazy. Yeah. I actually um, just got this uh, job as a tour guide in Salem. So by the time oh you come, God. I will have a detailed itinerary for you. That is so <laughs> perfect for you. I absolutely yeah. love that. Oh, and guess what? It's a haunted tour. So I'm dressed yes. up in a costume. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> amazing I love that so much you like all itineraries like if I make an itinerary would you like to loosely follow it 
Oh, uh, sure, sure. I'm not okay, really an okay. itinerary person, but if you are, like, I'm good. Okay, all right. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll just uh, make a list of specific uh, recommendations, if you will. And I'm so fucking excited. Yes. Yeah, so I started, that's, uh, the first weekend is Waukegan, and then Albany, and then Boston. And then Yay. the next weekend, we have Richmond and Virginia Beach, which I played those two cities before. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be back. Um, and then we have Vegas on the 20th and then I'm doing Freaky Deaky in Texas. Mm. Yeah. That's going to be that as well. So that'd be fun. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Wish I could go. It's also like pretty cool how it's in October, like spooky time for two spooky girls. Yes. You know. <laughs> Spookiest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make my stuff scary. Really? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know a little bit scary a little bit sexy yeah That's yeah, how I yeah, roll. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll be so much fun and then november i just have uh atlanta with level up and atlanta show that i can't say Ooh, <laughs> nice yet. Then, oh i'm going to toronto in november that's gonna be yeah fun. I've never you ha- been to Canada, so I'm like no way. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I've been to Canada. I've just been to Montreal a couple of times, and it's kind of weird because it almost like looks like Europe, but like I'm like really a, a cheap class Europe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but that's Montreal. Like I don't know. It's just like weird. Yeah, I hear that they love dubstep, so I'm very yeah. Excited. They go crazy, bro. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, should I come? No, <laughs> I can't. <You> can. <laughs> I'll welcome you with open arms. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. Yeah, Canada's lit. Toronto. Wait, so where is Toronto? Um, it's like in the kind of, I think it's like north of where like Chicago and that's what like, I thought. Like above the Great Lakes almost. Maybe, maybe a little okay. bit like in that general area. Yeah. In yeah. Ontario. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah. A bit lit. so is there any other topics that come to mind you want to speak on um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's what everyone says (laughs) whatever you want to talk about (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think anything else like i do have a few questions that i ask at the end but i wanted to make sure we checked all the boxes okay what do you think fire away (laughs) All right, so um, first question is if your face could be broadcasted to like all the 7 billion people in the world, what piece of advice would you give? Um, go after what you want. It's, life's too short not to try. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I just think I see an animal in a pool and I hope it's not drowning, but oh, no. go ahead, continue. <laughs> I was just saying like, if you have like a dream to just go after it, like, uh-huh. Don't wait for a perfect moment. There never will be a perfect moment. Just uh-huh. try it out. And if you're scared of like failing, there's you should still try because if you do fail, then you know what? You can pick yourself up, find something else to do that might fit better. But mm-hmm. might as well just go after what you want because you never know what's going to happen. And then if you could give your younger self a piece of advice. Mm. 
it'll be okay. <laughs> Life will be okay. <laughs> Things will work out. You'll find you'll find your people that care about you and love you, and you'll find something that resonates with your soul, and you'll have fun while you're doing it. That's what I would tell her. I think. Keep going. Being crazy. But that is very true. Okay. All right. Well, I got to go check out this animal because poor baby. Please rescue it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love you. Love and I'll you. get to see you soon in a few yes. days. <laughs> well, yeah, I will um, link all of Austeria's things in the um, description. But thank you so much for being on this podcast. And we love you. And everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You are so loved. You are so capable of creating the light engine. Be well. Thank you. Peace out.